Welcome back to the Waffle BJ Show. I'm your host, Jay. And I am also your host. What letter am I? Am I B? I guess you're B, but um, are we going B for Blasco? Oh, no, B for Beagles. Blasco. You're Blasco. I'm Blasco. But wait, th- th- don't say I'm Blasco. That confuses the audience even more. One of us is Blasco. Listen, guys, back in the day, we were both clowns. We were Biggles and Blasco, except I was Blasco. He was Biggles. And in this podcast, he's Biggles. I'm Jay. Doesn't make any sense. Am I Blasco? Don't know. Welcome to the Waffle BB Show. Guess so. Why not? <laughs> Break time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Waffle BJ Show. Steve is horribly afraid of E.T. Don't know why. Can't fathom it. I, myself, I have a crazy, irrational fear of sharks. I don't want to get in the ocean. But I feel that even though it's an irrational fear, it's justified because they're really dangerous and stuff, right? You could literally be eaten alive by one. Yes, whereas E.T. Your fear is at least grounded in reality. That's right. E.T. doesn't exist. Nope. Never existed. Nope. But as far as I'm concerned, he is a ball bag with teeth, which I do not care for. Your fear is grounded in in, in reality, whereas my fear is psychological trauma, which some could say is worse. Well, I mean, I saw Jaws. That was my psychological trauma. Really? Yeah, but as a kid. Ah. Whereas I saw E.T. as a kid. Didn't bother me. Ah, see, I didn't see E.T. My first introduction to E.T. was my mother, and she had a leather-skinned E.T. doll that would probably have been about the size of me, and she would jump out from around the corner with it and go, and watch me run up the hallway crying and shitting myself. Do you remember this as a child? I don't remember that event. You've probably forgotten it on purpose, on some kind of psychological level. Yeah. But you still harbour that irrational fear because of it. I remember when I watched E.T. for the first time, I was, it would have been a couple of years later, five or six, and I watched it. It was all fine. And then he's there. He does the thing where Drew Barrymore sees him and his head goes up in the air and he goes, ah! And that was the point where my brain snapped and I just tweaked out and I shat myself and ran up the hallway and hid in the toilet. <laughs> and you couldn't watch anymore. So Ooh. have you ever watched E.T. all the way through? As an adult, I made myself sit down and... Morbid curiosity. Yeah, I still to this day get nightmares about him. It was a re- it was a recurring nightmare. I have recurring nightmares. I you always... have night terrors, don't you? I used to as a kid. I had night terrors about Mario Brothers, <laughs> of all things. See, a night terror for me was me half waking up during the night, but still being in a state where I'm like hallucinating. I mean, I can remember seeing my room, waking up in bed. What I was seeing was Bowser's ship. Wait, was it like the the teacup one with a propeller on the bottom, or was it the like the it was, pirate it was, ship? It was a big. One? It was like the big wooden pirate ship with all the bullet bills yep. being shot and all that sort of stuff. And when you think of it, it's so not scary in the slightest, right? But for some reason, in the night terror itself, that hallucination was killing me. The other night terror I remember having was. Do you remember Widget? Widget the World Watcher? Yeah, this is probably very irrelevant to a lot of our audience because I feel like this was mainly a, an Australian cartoon. See, I can't possibly. remember. I, I've, I can't remember if it was Australian or not. You know, I can't even remember it, but I do remember having a poster of Widget on my wall and waking up in a night terror and seeing that poster come out of itself. Ugh, I'm Widget, which again, doesn't sound very scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. If the words were just, I'm Widget, that's mm. fine, but it depends on the voice and the idea. If he was like, yeah. <laughs> it definitely wasn't that. It was definitely the latter. It was definitely like, ah, I'm widget. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the one other crazy thing that used to scare me as a child was hearing frogs outside my window. 
You think of a frog, and a frog goes, rabbit, yeah. Rabbit. These frogs go, yep, you know yeah, the ones. Yeah, I know the fuckers. I didn't know frogs made that sound. I'm a kid hearing that crazy noise and going, ghosts. <laughs> Dream eaters. <laughs> yeah. My reoccurring dreams that I still have as an adult is I have two of them that I can remember. One is that I'm in a situation, it can be any situation, honestly, and I am just retarded. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly. I'm in a situation and just trying to do simple things or speak to people, I cannot do it. I'm in my own mind going like, I want to do or say this thing, but I can't. So that's one of the reoccurring dreams I have. The other one is is that my teeth fall out. For some reason, my teeth always fall out in like the, uh, not nightmares, but bad dreams I have. You know what ones I have quite often is my car breaks down. Before I started driving, I always used to dream about being behind the wheel of a car on freeway, doing 100 miles an hour and going, I don't know how to drive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. Have you ever had a dream that you're a woman? Yes. Thank you, Pablo. Was it a sex dream, but that you're a woman? No. My dream was I was making out with a boy. Yeah. And I was a woman. Yeah. But I was a boy pretending to be a woman. Well, that's some gay shit. (laughs) Have you had a dream where somehow you were just falling? Uh, It could be out of a plane, could be off a cliff. Not really. I've had them quite a bit. I have the thing where you're like, when you're half asleep, you take a step down and your head explodes. And I, I know what you mean. Yeah. You're sort of drifting off, and then you're like, snap Blah! back. You're like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? Snakes. You do snakes? You had a dream about snakes? Nah, but snakes don't really bother me unless I'm around them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had the snake dreams, right? But it's not... Yeah, there's a lot of stigma attached to having snake dreams. Yeah. Uh, there's a medical thing because of the whole snake and the medical symbol. But why is the snake in that medical symbol? The original Hippocratic Oath was written by a snake. I solemnly swear to surgically simplify procedures. <laughs> when I was a kid, this would happen to me. I knew it wasn't a nightmare. I knew it was real. When you're having a nightmare, there's at least one little tiny iota of your mind that knows it's a nightmare and is sitting there logically saying, guys, that's not real, chill, while the rest of the brain freaks out. This thing would happen to me when I was a kid. I would lay in bed at night and I would hear footsteps come up the hallway. As like a six-year-old, I would try and rationalize that in my head. Now I'd, I'd sit there and think, it's just, it's just my mum. My mum's just coming up the hallway, coming to say goodnight. Eventually, I'd go, well, that couldn't possibly be her anymore. So it must be my dad. It must be my brother. So you went through all the possibilities? Everyone I knew. Gone through everyone. And then I've, and I've made up people. And I'm like, it's the postman. It's the milkman. Uh, just <laughs> Yeah, at midnight. It's the candlestick maker. Jesus. The bookmaker. You were really grasping at this stage, weren't so you? So much. So much. Wow. I was trying so desperately to Insomnia rationalize this. for an eight-year-old, that's what you get. Yeah. I want to know what... Is this sound? This started when I was about five or six. When I was eight, I went to the UK and I went to this this house and I was sleeping there and the window was open for some reason in England in March and all of a sudden I could hear the footsteps and I looked at the window. I'm like, shit, whoever it is that's following me around making these footsteps has gone intercontinental with me. They've come a long way. Exactly. I didn't get them a ticket. No. Nope. How do they make it here themselves? They are funded. And it became all the scarier knowing that they had money to buy tools and gadgets with which to cut me up and eat me or whatever it was we were going to do. Eventually, it all just sort of petered out and I grew up a little bit and I became a teenager. So you never found the source of that sound? Oh, but I did. At what age? About 16. Okay. So I'm lying in bed as a 16-year-old. I probably just had a wank. (laughs) Yeah. And I was lying in bed and all of a sudden, I hear the footsteps again. And of course, now I'm a rational adult. 
relatively, other than all the furious masturbating, apparently. And I freak out. Yeah. But I'm able to work out what it is. Out of curiosity, Pablo, do you know this story? No, I don't. I actually really want to know. Well, you never will. (laughs) (laughs) Break time. Do you know what it was, Jared? Yeah, it was your eyelashes. It was my eyelashes. Remember? Yeah. No, it... Are you shitting me? <laughs> Are you shitting me? Dead set. It was my eyelashes. Well, that's a great guess because I just heard this story for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I noticed that you have an easel. Mm-hmm. In your possession. Yeah. It's funny that you'd bring an easel to the studio recording. I bring my easel everywhere. I can't leave home without my easel. So what are you painting? Whatever I see. You'll, you'll see here that I've painted this large aquatic scenery. And what's that supposed to be? That's a kangaroo. And next to that? Saddam Hussein. Here, try this picto box that I call a camera. Oh my goodness. The pictures are instant. We can nostalge right away. All you have to do is load the film. And then you turn the nozzle, and then you flip the dingle dongle, and then you tweak the nipples, and then you kick it in the hoo-ha with a bing-bong, and voila! A pictograph of your favourite mother. Don't take nudes of her. (laughs) (laughs) You have entered the arena. Steve, welcome to the arena. Tonight, you fight. Fight? Yes, it's the arena. Stop that. You're the one who walked in. I thought it was a kebab store. You've got all the Greek writing. Yeah. The hairy gentleman out the front smoking. The lamb. It's not a kebab store. Right. In fact, the only kebab is the falafel you're in right now. Are you ready? For what? You're in the arena. What are you... All right. Well, currently, Steve, who is in the... You know what? Thank you. Nearly had me. He is currently facing his first fight. His first fight is me. Oh, no, 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 you stay, stay there, stay there, no, ow, ow, stop it, stop it, ow, fuck off, you're in the arena, you're in the arena, you're in the arena. <laughs> okay, well, I've never seen Steve move that fast. <laughs> Welcome back to Counterpoint. I'm your host, Jay. Sitting across from me, my co-host, Steve. Hi! Steve, I would like to counter that point. Yep. I say goodbye. And I counter. Go on. It's Dennis. I don't agree with that. Your name is Steve, not Dennis. And I counter that point. Go on. Your name is Steve. Well, if we're going to get heated here... I'd like to counter that. Yes, go on. I'm quite chilly. Why are you chilly? Wales. I can't argue with that. Steve wins the argument. Good night. Counterpoint.
You're in a bazaar. Bazaar? It's bizarre because you're not a merchant, but you find yourself woken up behind a carpet stand, a fine a... fabric stand. Is there a magic work there? Is there a magic carpet? I want a magic carpet. Can I have a magic carpet? You look for magic carpet. Yep. Plus one magic carpet? No. Plus one disappoint. Well, hang on now there, sir. I am I am the keeper of the rules. Yeah. You can't dictate. You detonate the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the store. Steve looks for a magic carpet. He does not find a magic carpet. Go. Steve, you're uh, you're in your bazaar store. My store? I own the store? You own the store. Yeah, you're, okay, you're, so I am a merchant. A merchant from Venice. Spaghetti! And that's what you yell as someone walks past and spills a whole pot of pasta. Spaghetti! Yes, onto your wares. Oh. You're plus one angry. You're damn right I am. Who did it? You did like the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try and uh, take that back. Let's go back to him being a merchant. Steve, you're a merchant in yep. Venice. Yep. You're in Venice. I'm in Venice. I'm not in a bazaar anymore. You're a, you're a merchant of Venice in, in Venice. Venice. Let's keep it simple, shall we? Some mum spaghetti has just walked over and spilt their mum spaghetti, specifically their mums, all over your wares. Your very, very expensive Venetian rugs. Is it a peasant? Or does it look does it look like a peasant? I imagine it would be a peasant. Are you going to kill him? I might. Okay. I mean, I'll definitely kick him. Yeah, look, I just don't want to fall into another I'll kill this person if they're this kind of scenario. I want, I want to tell you what it is, uh-huh. and then you react to it. All right, tell me what it is. It's a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd like to detonate it. Keep this story going. Yeah, no, let's keep the story going. So, um, uh, it's not a peasant. Okay. Or a bomb. There's no bomb. There's no bomb in this. What are we talking about? Why are we talking about a bomb? I tell you what, Steve, if we were flying on an airplane right now, we would be so arrested. We'd be so arrested because of bomb. So let's not say bomb. Stop saying bomb because if we keep saying bomb. Who's saying bomb? I'm not saying bomb. I'm not saying bomb. I'm just saying if we keep saying bomb. Thanks for listening to Waffle Bomb, Jay. So we're not saying bomb. You're not saying bomb. I'm not saying bomb. You're not saying bomb. Yeah, we're definitely not bomb jockeys. That bomb, 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 bomb. Sex bomb. It's not that either. Not even that. It's not shaggy. I don't get that reference. Bombastic. Uh, I I don't get that reference. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to me. Right. So, Venice. Welcome to Venice, by the way. Thank you. No, it's good to be here. I've, I'm I'm Venusian, so I've been here all my life. You've been here though your whole life, practically. And theoretically. Oh, no, you went on vacation for a little while. Who doesn't? Who doesn't go on vacation? Oh, especially if you're a very wealthy Venetian rug. Well, look at my rugs. They look good, but they're covered with spaghetti. Which brings me to my next point. Kick peasant. <laughs> The guards have arrived. Because the spaghetti incident. They're a little bit suspect. This is the captain of the guard speaking to you, by the way. Is this spaghetti on your rugs or is this bits of people? It's spaghetti, baby. Okay, the guard walks away. You gained plus one charisma for that role. You managed to convince him. And because your charisma is boosted, guess what? What? You're able to sell some of your dead peasant spaghetti rugs. Brilliant. You make a million Florences. Florence? Florence? Like the the state of Florence? I don't know. Oh, Florence. Yeah, Florence. Florence? You've cleared out your store of Venetian spaghetti peasant rugs. and Sold out of all of them. Yeah, you've sold out of all of them because your charisma went up. You are on godlike charisma level. You could basically convince a bomb to blow up. 
what do you do with all your money and charisma? Become president of Italy. You moved to Italy. I'm already in Italy. No, you're in Venice, dickhead. Which is in Italy. What? <laughs> Venice is in Italy, isn't it? No. Oi. Oi, Papa. wog. 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 <laughs> wog. 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 Yeah, I'm here. Venice is its own place, right? It's in Italy. No. That's Italy. So you're in Italy. So you become president of Italy. I'd like to talk to the uh, the, the mining and agriculture department, please. You summon them to your office. You get a couple of eggheads, uh-huh. squares. Yep. They're wearing glasses. They're bald and they have lab coats. What do you say to them? Uranium. All right. Have we got any? The officials turn to you and say, uh, yes, here's all the uranium you could you could ever want. Guess what? Well, guess who's knocking on your doorstep there? Is it destiny? Yes, but it's also a person. He's got a German accent. Is it Dolph Lundgren? It's Einstein, the mother slash father mm. mother of all bombs. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. The Manhattan Project. MC squared equals energy over matter. He is the bomb. You party down. It's awesome. Bitchin'. Fuck, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it. So thanks for listening. You've been great. You've been a blast. But specifically, we've been great. Because we haven't heard anything you've said. So really, you could be a no-talent hack. Go back to your daily lives, you drones. Yeah, where's your podcast, motherfucker? God, you're sad. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. We love you. Yeah, you're great. Thank you very much. Good night. (laughs)